Welcome to this week's episode. In this one, my wife Carrie Hombach and I have a conversation. This episode was Carrie's idea. She's an avid listener of the podcast, and she's been telling me that I need to put myself out there more, that I need to reciprocate more with guests. For the record, the reason I don't put myself out there more in these conversations is because they aren't about me. They're about the guests and their stories and their experiences. At any rate, I was all for having a conversation with Carrie. The episode turned out to be a bit of a compromise. We get into some behind-the-scenes stories about the podcast and what it was like putting together the four issues of Crude Magazine. And in return, I ask her some relationship questions. Here's where I give the company men a shout-out. These are the people who have subscribed to the Crude Patreon for $50 or more. Trina Duber. Seward Brewing Company. The Grind Coffee Shop in Juneau. Derek Adolph. Blue and Gold Board Shop. Sharon Liska. Alaska Surf Adventure and Aquila Space. Thank you to all the Patreon subscribers. This podcast wouldn't be possible without you. If you subscribe to the Crude Patreon, thank you. Your money helps keep these conversations going. So if you enjoy these conversations, you can subscribe at www.patreon.com slash crude magazine. That's patreon.com slash crude magazine and pick the subscription tier that works for you. Okay, on to this week's conversation with my wife, Carrie Hombach. Carrie has been there since the beginning of Crude, and is just as much responsible for any of its success as I am. She has always been on the Crude masthead as managing editor, because, as we joke, she manages me, the editor. But realistically, she does so much more. She has always proofread and given feedback on my articles, She helps with business decisions, and she's always there to suggest questions and give praise and constructive criticism about the podcast. Everything she does adds more perspective and ultimately makes the content better. On October 25th, 2013, she packed me a lunch and wrote me a letter on the day I was quitting my job at the time so that I could work on Crude full-time. In that letter, she said, Happy Friday, Codeman. I know it's a bit scary for both of us to be so financially unstable at the moment, but I know deep down, this was the right thing for you to do. No matter what, we will get by. We won't have to look back and wonder, what if? I love you and trust in our futures. Love, Carrie. P.S. We're out of Ziploc bags. I love you, Carrie. This red light right here, it means we're recording. Okay, fired up. Crude conversations. Listen more than you talk. Go to work. So how does it feel to be on the podcast? (laughs) Are you weirded out? Yeah, I'm completely weirded out. Okay, well, how would you want to start this then? Well, the theory behind the podcast this podcast, this episode, is okay. that I get to interview the podcaster. So, I'm going to start this off with, why a podcast? What do you mean, why a podcast? Well, you wanted to do print, mm-hmm. 
and you have a website. Mm -hmm. So why did you move to a podcast? So why a podcast? Okay. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Let's keep it rolling. <laughs> Carrie's giving me the go on signal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so a podcast. The reason I did. I like how you're smiling. <laughs> I'm just ready to hear it. So the reason I did a podcast or I gravitated toward podcasting is because journalism is changing so much, as you've heard me talk about so many different times. And. Magazine articles take a long time to write. So like anywhere between, say, a 1,500 to 2,000 or 4,000 word article usually, or not usually, but in the past, were able to sustain uh, journalists like, say, Joan Didion or, you know, those old school 1960s or even 1970s journalists. And now that just doesn't exist anymore. You can't make a living wage off of working or writing for like your local alt weekly, they, you know, they don't pay that much. They're not able to pay that much because not that many people are picking them up. And so with the podcast, what I realized was I was able to produce meaningful content on a weekly basis, you know, with these conversations. Is that answer okay? It's <laughs> <laughs> a, a B minus. B minus? <laughs> what does an A plus answer sound like? I don't know, more thoughtful. More thoughtful? I'm just joking. Okay. Well, I still love writing articles. I remember actually sitting out on our porch at our house last summer, and uh, you were asking me if I miss writing, and like you were just not satisfied with my answer. I'm like, I feel like I'm writing way more now with the podcast, you know, with the questions and the research and everything, and that just wasn't good enough for you. You were like, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that wasn't a B minus, that was a C minus back then. Yeah, exactly. Just It was the worst answer you can imagine. <laughs> I expect more from you. <laughs> well, I remember back from when you were putting the magazines together, uh, there was a lot more to it than just writing. Mm -hmm. You were having to wrangle people, layout, and all that stuff, and you don't have to do that. With a podcast. Yeah. Is that also part of the draw? Definitely. I think that, I mean, you know how frustrating it was for me to try to <laughs> wrangle all those people. <laughs> yes. And to edit those articles by people who are not traditionally writers. Myself which, included. Yeah, yourself included. <laughs> but I loved it. I <laughs> That's loved why I only wrote the one article. Because <laughs> I was like, fuck this guy. <laughs> he's, a, he's an okay husband. He's, he's, a, he's an asshole as an editor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> yeah, you were not stoked. <laughs> no, you're a dick. <laughs> I, I had a full-time job and I came home to a job. Yeah, no, and I, I I understood that. I mean, I was still pretty green, still pretty early on in the in the process. But that's what's beautiful about the podcast is I only ever have to rely on myself. So, you know, I I'm able to do the research, like all all the hours of research that I'm pretty manic about, and then simultaneously writing those questions and then i'm in charge of the editing process so it's just all on me so i don't have to rely on anybody else you know one thing that you brought up pretty early on is nobody is going to be as passionate about this as i am and it's like futile to keep looking well it's your project yeah but i mean the way that i was always kind of pursuing it 
was the same way that I found out the Anchorage Press used to be run with um, with like the old guard that they had there. And people were just so excited to be a part of that newspaper that they did it for free. They were just excited to be a part of it. And I did not, I only experienced that maybe a few times with Crude, like with Whitney Branshaw. Like she was just excited. She still is excited to be a part of it. Yeah, it's it's very easy to find excited people in a drunken conversation at parties. Totally. And they're I'm, just like, oh yeah, dude, I'll totally do it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that on Monday morning, <laughs> like, yeah, I'll get you that 2000 word essay. Well, that's something that we were talking about this morning when we were jokingly t- had our pre-podcast podcast and <laughs> yeah. we were getting ready is the idea of uh, like people with ideas and then people who like follow through with those ideas and people who follow through with ideas generally are very annoyed and frustrated by people who are just ideas people. You know, they're like the the Friday or Saturday night people that you drink with and they're like, oh my God, this would be so cool. I'm totally down, dude. Yeah. And then like you said, Monday rolls around and you're just like, where is it? Say, like, oh dude, I was- <laughs> I said, what? I, I was I was taking shots, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Is that when the shot skis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when that busted out? Oh, gross. Okay. So I want to move on from that. Okay. So what were some of the unforeseen obstacles of podcasting that you have come across, like the radio? Oh, yeah, yeah. Things of that nature. And I also have a second part for this question. Okay. So the radio feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Which just, I would never have thought of. Yeah. I mean, it's just learning new stuff <laughs> about audio. So enlighten our guests. <laughs> <laughs> With what I, you've never told me that. <laughs> radio feedback will sometimes happen and sometimes it's stronger than others so like um, no you gotta say it from the beginning like what well, I, you were hearing in your headphones so radio feedback is basically when you're literally getting like you're hearing the radio out of the headphones as you're trying to to podcast and what i uh what i eventually did was i called mammoth music here in Anchorage. And I was like, <laughs> what's going on? Like, I keep, is there any way to get rid of this stuff? And they said that it is a common occurrence in Anchorage that you'll get radio feedback because the city was built so quickly that the, I don't know, the electrical wires are like closer. What, like the towers? I, the, the, the underground stuff, you know, that feeds the city with electricity are just higher or closer to the surface. And so what they suggested was that outside of the studio, you get like a pole, like a big like metal rod. And then that will somehow like redirect or keep the feedback from actually hitting, you know, your personal airwaves. (laughs) It all sounds very weird, but I was like, oh, okay. So what they suggested was to just move wires around. You know, just keep moving these, all just these shuffle cords. shuffle them? Yeah, like, just can't, yeah. Kick them around the floor. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that's what we do. Uh, that's what I do for for the podcast is like, if I'm getting a lot of radio feedback, I just start moving things around. And <laughs> and then eventually I hear the uh, the radio less and less. Hmm. My other My other part of that question was having to listen to yourself and edit yourself. How did you work on your voice? 
Uh, I don't know if I worked on it. I just, I just, <laughs> I, I feel like I've listening to your first podcast mm-hmm. and listening to recent ones because I'm a avid listener to the podcast. Thank you, Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> well, what kind of wife would I be? Um, your voice has changed in the way you enunciate words. Oh yeah, actually. And so, what have you picked up from other people? So. And I'm, terrified as to what you're going to hear when you edit this okay so there was a couple things in there so the first thing was my own voice and kind of how i got used to it so when i was doing the articles like the just doing print articles for magazines and things like that i would always record my audio so i'd have like you know my little audio recorders i'd Mm -hmm. always like if it was a phone interview i'd just set it up next to the phone have the phone on speakerphone ask my question but yeah, I hated the sound of my voice, but I was always like really excited to be able to get stuff verbatim because my mind isn't the greatest. I mean, my my memory isn't the greatest. And so I'd be like, oh, I'm just so happy to have all this stuff verbatim. And then I'd transcribe it. And so I spent a lot of time with my own voice <laughs> and like that self-loathing is dissipated pretty much, like pretty much all of it. One thing that I I really hated was how I would like, spin out you know i'd be trying to get to a point and instead of just sitting here and collecting my thoughts i just start stuttering everywhere <laughs> mm-hmm. and you helped me out with that i remember we were shooting a like a promotional video for crude and i just kept getting like so caught up and we were we were filming it in our living room and oh the one where you're sitting in the chair yeah in front of the windows yeah yeah okay yeah and <laughs> And I was just getting so frustrated, like so mad at myself. Yeah, and, you're even reading from a piece of paper. Yeah, I just couldn't do it, you yeah. know? And so um, that that first day I was like, okay, let's just try again tomorrow. Like I can't, I can't do this right now. So the next day you're like, you know, I thought about this. Go in the kitchen, like chill, have some water or have a drink and read the first chapter of Harry Potter. And I want you to read it out loud. And oh, yeah, I did. I had you read out loud. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. And and honestly, it was like such a pivotal moment where I was like just reading and enunciating. And I remember you were in the bathroom and you were like, say that sentence again. Like just yelling back <laughs> at me. <laughs> you know, like enunciate. A, enunciate. Like <laughs> it was like my version of the King's speech. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, go back. Yeah, go back. <laughs> So yeah, that was that was super helpful. And then I remember mentioning to you, like, I don't know if you wrote this down, but I just remembered uh, something funny that I do when I'm writing questions down, like in my whole research process, as I'm reading my questions, and then especially as I'm recording, I have this technique where I, I open my mouth like really wide like, <laughs> yeah, when I'm enunciating. Yeah, you told me that. Yeah, where, where it's just ridiculous. And I was just so frustrated with myself while, while recording one intro. That I was like, maybe this will freaking work. (laughs) 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 Yes, that was the question. I was like, I was trying to remember what it was I wrote down at work. Because he told me, like, I open my mouth really wide. (laughs) (laughs) And it's ridiculous. Like, this is, it's such a personal thing where, like, it's so private that I'm like, yeah, exactly. (laughs) 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 And I think that that's probably a technique, but I've never had like any speech classes or anything like that. So I have 
I've had to kind of teach myself these different things. Oh, that's your first speech class lesson is read Harry Potter. Yeah, re- or re- anything, really. Well, I mean, because that's like kind of a thing. Like, it's easy to read in your head. Mm-hmm. And we can tumble over words and we still get the meaning. But to actually read them and enunciate them and convey something to people, that's that's a completely different game. For sure. I mean, that's why I spend so much time on my questions is I'm literally looking for... Like sometimes I'll change an adjective out for another adjective or a noun or whatever to be able to convey exactly what I mean. You yeah. Know? I don't know how many times I write emails and I'm like, I got to say this out loud. Yeah. And see if it actually sounds how I think it sounds in my head. And yeah. you're just like, oh, that just doesn't work. <laughs> that sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I sound like a complete asshole. <laughs> I need to put a thank you in here and a please and a and comma. An exclamation mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Smiley face. Winky eye. I, uh, I always joke with you about how kitchens our cat is like one of my editors because she'll be sitting on like the love seat when i'm on the couch and i'll just be like talking to her i'm like does that sound okay you know like i seem like a crazy <laughs> cat person yeah <laughs> i'm like I'm like that's a good sign <laughs> she's like no yeah <laughs> she's like scratch that <laughs> sounds like garbage but i feel like she has like genuinely helped me out with so many articles and so many podcasts because like, I mean, it always helps to have like another just beating heart around you when you're like workshopping things. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why my mom bought you that book. Which one? <laughs> riders and their cats. Or oh, something yeah. Like that. And it's all a bunch of stories about <laughs> riders like, and their cats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you fit the mold. Yeah. No, I love that book. It's fun. You got two cats. Yeah. <laughs> and you're basically a cat. <laughs> Okay, so. You said I was basically a cat. What do you mean by that? You know exactly what I mean by that. Yeah, but listeners don't. Um, okay, you're a homebody. You like to be alone. I hate loud noises. <laughs> you hate loud noises. You get <laughs> mad when there's like road work going on. Um, you like to be warm. You have jammy pants. <laughs> Um, I don't know. You need to be well fed and watered. <laughs> You're just a cat. <laughs> like when you need things, you really need them. It's just like, but you're also self-sustaining. <laughs> like a cat. Like they're just like, oh, fuck. I don't need you. Like go away. Well, that's why I like cats is because <laughs> they... they leave you alone. You don't like neediness. Yeah. Like a dog is way too needy for you. They're just like. Play with me, play with me, play with me. And then you're just going to throw the ball and hope they don't come back. <laughs> just forever? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you like dogs for about 10 minutes and then you're just like, fuck off. I like dogs, though. No, yeah. Like I just said, for like 10 minutes and then you just you throw the ball and hope they don't come back. But maybe I just need like a lap dog. You're talking about a cat again. Yeah, they're true. <laughs> The you don't even like it when Kitchens wants to sit next to you. Uh, no, you I don't like it. You told me last night Kitchens was good today because she knew her place. <laughs> and it was like a foot away from you, but she was still within your vicinity. <laughs> That's such a cat thing. You're like, I like your presence, but not too close. Mm-hmm. You like everything in arm's length. Geez, I wonder if that says something about me on a psychological level. <laughs> oh, completely. I don't know how it couldn't. Like what? What do you think it means? 
Are you kidding me? What, like I'm... I don't open up or something like that? You're very protected. You know, one thing that I had written down to switch it really quick and have me ask a question is... When do you think we became such private people? You and I? Yeah. Or just us as adults or what? Us as a couple. You know, and, couple. And, and adults. I mean, I think that you are much more probably gregarious than me as far as like your everyday schedule. Like when I get in the mix, I can like, you know, I can kind of be, I guess, the... Oh, you can turn it on. I can turn it on for sure. But um, I feel like the older I get, the more I prefer not to put myself in those situations because I'm a cat. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I just want to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Not even that. I don't even sleep that much. I just like my my personal time, my alone time. Well, I've always been like that. Yeah. Yeah, you have. I've always been comfortable with spending time with myself. Mm-hmm. Ask my mother. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Carrie's just down in her room by herself. Watching there... Frasier. No, I <laughs> wouldn't even have Frasier on. I will now, but. Um, wait, so what was the question? When do you think that we became such private people? Because when we were younger, we'd always be out. You know, we'd always that was be at a you, party. you, not me. Oh, okay. I only became more social because of you. Oh, dang. Okay. I'm trying to, you know, hook the guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, it worked. <laughs> I did something, right? Uh, no, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know how to answer it either. That's why I wanted to ask you. <laughs> we still don't know. Yeah, we still don't know. That's why we're in a tiny room talking to each other. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what's funny is I, I set these chairs up so I was actually closer to you than I normally am to guests. That is so sweet. I know. That's how much I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I got a cat's approval. Yeah. <laughs> this is as close as I'll get to you today. <laughs> yeah. We're not even touching. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think that uh, I I would say that I wouldn't even say it's private. I'd say it's busy mm-hmm. and how we allocate our energies mm-hmm. towards things like we have work. We don't have kids, but like, you know, people have kids. I have dance. You have your podcast, like there's only so many hours during the day and whether we like to admit it or not, (laughs) we just get busy and we get more consumed with things. Mm -hmm. And I I wouldn't even say that makes us more private. I think we just decide to spend our energy in a more conscious way. I don't know. Yeah. And I think that from a personal perspective, I have gotten better about allocating my time to the things that I personally feel are more important than others. Like, so when I first started crude, I was just like, like manic about, Oh, I need to get this person's article in. I need to get this person. And I mean, you know how close I was to my phone at all times. Like on the weekends, that was ridiculous on the weekends. Like people would hit me up at, at ridiculous hours because this was something that they were doing in addition to their job. Yeah. It'd be like 3am and your phone was going off. Yeah. Like who the fuck is that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Tell them to fuck off. We're sleeping. Yeah. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. But I've gotten much better about it now to the point where, you know, I I have a part-time job that doesn't start till noon. And before that, I wake up with you, you know, as you're about to leave for work. And then I edit the podcast 
or I do, you know, crude related stuff, if not the podcast, go to work, then uh, generally I come home and the rest of the day is dedicated to you. And what's funny is the (laughs) the more that I have, uh, the more that I have stuck to that schedule, the more that I feel stupid for not doing that in the first place. You know, you feel like you just waste so much time when you do other things that aren't important, but you think just because of the the rat race that is the world, you think that they're more important. And then you get to a certain point and you're like, shit, like the only thing that's really important is family and friends. Well, I mean, I feel like everybody goes through that stage, though, mm-hmm. where their priorities get mixed up. So I don't I don't I wouldn't necessarily think of that as like lost time or a bad thing. It's just like one of life's lessons. I mean, just like anything else, it's just like, oh, yeah, I was a jerk in high school or I was, you know, a brat as a kid or I was anything. Are you saying these all about me? No, I'm just (laughs) saying in general. Yeah, Cody, you're you're a horrible human. Um, No, I'm just saying in general. It's like, I mean, you can't always be 100% the best person. Mm -hmm. And so I wouldn't say that's a... A downfall, or not even a downfall, that's not the right word, Um, a failing at that time period. It's just like that was something that you experienced, and now you're conscious of it. If you didn't Mm -hmm. experience it, you wouldn't be conscious of it. So that's that's not a bad thing. That's actually a good thing, and luckily I was there to tell you. You're being a jerk. Yeah, you're blowing it. <laughs> you're blowing it. You're looking at your phone. Yeah. Twenty four seven, and you're you're not hearing anybody else around you. I mean, the phone was that was a different thing. That mm-hmm. was that was a dark age. <laughs> you know what I was just thinking is, I wonder if I would have been where I am now with this routine that I'm really happy with, like, you know, allocating my time and energy to the things that I think are important. If I wouldn't have like had a totally fucked up routine back then and realized like, okay, those are, those are negative. That's, that's not positive things that don't give back. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have another question for you. Okay, go ahead. What is it that you think is special about what you're bringing to the table the podcast table. I think that these long form conversations are really important because they are allowing people to tell their stories like unabridged. So it's not like, you know, when you pick up a newspaper or you're reading like your local news, that narrative that that specific journalist is is telling they are using those quotes and those facts to reach a certain endpoint. So it may appear to be objective, but in reality it's not. I mean nothing is necessarily objective, but I think that having people on the podcast and them telling, you know, exactly their perspective and their position and their experience and their knowledge, it's coming straight from the horse's mouth, you know? And it's not like minced. I'm not taking you know, a quotable here or there, you're hearing every single thing in context. And I think that that, especially now with like the divisiveness of news or like the perceived divisiveness of news, I think that that type of storytelling and journalism is more important now than ever. 
Is that a good answer? <laughs> no, I'm just thinking like, well, that's like podcasts in general, but I'm asking what do you bring? Like, what is your special twist? Like, what is, like, what makes Crude special in the podcast realm? Because podcasts are everywhere. They're yeah. really popular. Yeah, everybody so has a podcast. what are you bringing that's special? I mean, like, I know why podcasts are good. I listen to them all the time. Mm-hmm. What are you bringing that's special? I think that you've heard me say this a bunch, but I really, really make a point of not steamrolling a guest and not talking over them, letting them finish what they're saying. I really try not to like weirdly redirect the conversation as they're like trying to finish whatever they're saying, which I think so many different podcasters do. They throw themselves, they throw themselves too much into the mix. You know, so when I click on a podcast, I, an interview podcast, I should say, I am clicking on it because of the other person, the guest on that podcast, not because I want to hear, you know, this host, I, I, you know, I don't, on episode 1025, I don't need to know any more about the host, you know, <laughs> like I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hear from the guest. Yeah. We know you were addicted to drugs and alcohol. Yeah, we got it, bud. <laughs> so so that I think is something that I bring to the table is I Well, that's that's part of the reason why we're doing this podcast. Yeah, I, I yeah, exactly, because you don't put yourself out there. Yeah. So this is for all the people who listen to the Crude podcasts. Let's find out how neurotic is Cody Liska. <laughs> and that is actually my next question. How neurotic are you? How neurotic am I? Yeah, when it comes to the podcast, like, tell us your process. Uh, like, how do you choose guests? How do you find out about them? How do you contact them? How do you research them? How uh, do you set it up? So, let's see. So, starting from how do I pick them, right? Mm-hmm. I... How do you even find them in the first place? You know, it's one of those things where, like, you read books about the process of writers and how they get ideas and things like that. And it's, it can literally come from anywhere, you know, like, yeah, well, that can just be like a thought in your brain, but you have to find humans. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But a, a, a good example is, uh, years ago when I was driving around with you and your mom, you both were talking about just as an aside, you were like, I wonder, we were here in Anchorage. I wonder what they do with bodies in the winter time. That was in Reno and we were driving up to Tahoe. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so I, we were I, going through the switchbacks. Okay. So I remember it. I remember the place incorrectly, but I remember the conversation. <laughs> you were still in the back seat. <laughs> yeah. Always in the back seat. <laughs> but the conversation was still, you know, it was still there. Mm-hmm. And the conversation was, you know, I, I wonder what they do with bodies in Alaska in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, that's great. Just that premise alone, just that sentence, that question led to that article that I did for Vice about, you know, how to bury a body in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how it comes about. It could be something like that, or it could be, I say I'm listening to a podcast and they're talking about, um, say they're talking about the PFD. And I'm like, I bet I could talk to somebody about the PFD. And so then, you know, I hit up Cliff Grow, uh, who I interviewed about the PFD, who's like just been around since like the permanent fund dividend, like, started in the permanent fund permanent fund and the permanent fund dividend started and so he's an advocate for the permanent fund dividend so i hit him up and was like would you like to talk and what's great is more often than not people are down to talk which i don't know 
if that says anything about humanity, that we're just <laughs> down to talk about ourselves. I mean, listen to me right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, everybody loves to talk about themselves. Okay, well, you answered the first part. What's the second part? How do you usually contact people? Uh, and then how do you go about researching? And then how do you set it up when you do them? I mean, that's all relatively easy. I just find, just Google them. It's easy. Okay, so here's the thing. is <laughs> is It seems easy. It seems we share living now. space, Cody. It's not always easy. You're right. It's not. It's not always easy, but there can be persistence, and there can be like what I think is really in my favor is having like the resume that I do now. And so when I you do now or have now, I have. Yeah, sorry. The resume that I have now, I will send. Um, having the resume and the the past work that I have now. I will send an email and be like, here, you know, I'm a uh, host of a of a podcast called Crude Conversations. I'll link the Crude Conversations. And so I'll, I'll have all this stuff so they can click on it and be like, oh, he's not some wacko. You so know? you have to pitch yourself. Yeah. You, yeah. It's always pitching yourself for sure. Well, see, most people probably went, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I, I mean, having past work. I just thought you like called people or mm -hmm. emailed them and just said, hey. What's up? I'm Cody Liska. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I didn't know you linked your like resume. Not my resume. Or like your profile. Apple, Apple Podcasts. Not my profile. So I'll be like, here, go to the podcast page or feel free to go to the podcast page and see the other people that I've interviewed in the past. And then so they'll see that and be like, all right, if this person did it, I should do it. You know, so it's not like. He's not some creep in a garage. Exactly. Like Mark Maron. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like Mark Maron. <laughs> He's literally in a garage. Yeah, shout out to Mark Maron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> okay, but have you ever had anybody like just flat out say no? I have, yeah. I, I actually have recently, but I don't know if I want to put them on blast. Okay. Don't yeah. do that. I mean, if they didn't even want to be on your podcast. Yeah. Don't, and they, they, they actually weren't that interesting. So, <laughs> <laughs> so they did me a favor. No loss. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't have to spend an hour talking to a boring yeah. human. <laughs> that was a lapse in judgment. <laughs> All right. That's okay. <laughs> um, I don't know if I have any more podcast questions. I have some questions. Okay. Okay. So after we've been together for so long, what still makes you excited to be with me? <laughs> You're smiling at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, because you have such a great memory when it comes to this stuff. Like I'll have to like really think about it because I want it to be like something Super specific, and but you have like just a Rolodex. You're like, all right, which one do you want? I don't, yeah, what do you want? I don't know. Let's do the most recent. What's the most recent thing that makes me excited to be with you? Yeah. I said this, I said it like two hours ago. What was it? You're still the person who makes me laugh the most. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this podcast has been us laughing. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're laughing again. I think that's actually, Cody. Uh-huh. My honeymoon present to you was a book called To the Person. I can't even remember the wording, but it's like, you will always make me laugh. Yeah. That's it. And it's you enumerating all the reasons all the, you love me. All, I, yeah, I'm up to like 
over a hundred things of why I love you. I know you keep re-gifting it to me for like my birthday <laughs> yeah. and Christmas. It's never going away. Yeah, I love it. I will always have something to give you because I keep adding to the book that is laying somewhere not in a very special place. I know where it is. Yeah, it's in your office. Office. Yeah, yeah. That is not really an office. Yeah, it's kind of it's just a basically room. Basically another cat bed. Yeah, <laughs> it's a room for my baseball caps and the cats. Yeah. <laughs> and our washer and dryer. And all my audio stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and your five backpacks. So many backpacks. And the, and the book that I keep writing, Reasons Why I Love You. I actually have some notes on my phone of things I need to write down in there. In the book. Yeah, of Reasons Why I Love You. That's sweet. You want to know the newest one? What is it? It's actually not even that new, but <laughs> how much you love to mow the lawn. <laughs> I do love mowing the lawn. I know, dude. I, I watch you from the kitchen and you look so happy mowing the lawn. <laughs> and even when like the lawn mower's not working, you're just like, mm, fuck. Okay, but I at least I know how to I know how to fix this. <laughs> you're not a handyman, but no. you know how to work that lawnmower. <laughs> no, that lawnmower inside and out. Yeah. <laughs> I crank it right. <laughs> Get some gas. <laughs> and I think you just love the tradition that you like go and take a shower right after, mm -hmm. and your shoes get all green and grassy. <laughs> it's one of the reasons why I love you. I do love mowing the lawn. <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny is uh, a couple of weeks ago, I came up with a solid piece of relationship advice. And it was kind of like spurred by... For who? For us? No, no, or no. for somebody else? Well, let me finish. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was spurred by your mom's advice that she always gives at weddings, which is make time for a date, right? Or have a date once date a week. Night. Date night. Mm -hmm. Which is, I think, super solid. But I was super excited because I was like, I'm going to tell Carrie this. This is a good, this is my wedding <laughs> advice that I'm going to give other people. Yeah. And my original version was be nice to each other. And I think I thought of that because I think couples forget to do that after a while. They, they forget to just be nice to each other because they get too caught up in their own bullshit. Your response <laughs> to that was, and I wrote it down. <laughs> okay. Can't wait. You suggested... Uh, which I couldn't help but say was much better. <laughs> okay. Was remember that you can have fun with each other. Oh, yeah, that is much better. Much better. <laughs> and it was like, so <laughs> I was like, shit, okay. So, I, I mean, so that's my, that'll be my advice. <laughs> so it, we know who the true writer is. <laughs> <laughs> so why do you think it's important to do that, to remember that you have fun with each other? Oh. There's a whole lot of reasons. I mean, when you're in a relationship, it's easy to get comfortable and not remember the romance of that relationship and forget to nurture it. And you have to. Otherwise, you know, you're just coming home and you're not. It's almost like there's this other human being in the house and it's not even like a person that you love and are excited to see. It's just like another human that's like another reflection of yourself. And you're just like, why didn't you take out the trash? Mm -hmm. And 
it should be like, well, why didn't you take out the trash? Like asking yourself, like, why didn't you just do it? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I catch myself doing that. I, I think, think we, we all do. Yeah. It's hard not to. Yeah. And it's it's important to take a step back and just like, no, this is a person that's another human being and needs affection and love just like I do. And why did I fall in love with them in the first place? And like I said previously, mm -hmm. <laughs> why did I fall in love with you in the first place? It's because you make me laugh. And so like, just remember to not only remember to have fun with the person you love, but have fun with yourself. And remember, you can have fun. Mm -hmm. It's so easy to be bogged down with like, oh, I got to pay my bills. I got to go to the doctor. <laughs> I got to go to the dentist. I got to go to work. I got to do do this because that's part of being an adult, which honestly, there's a lot of sucky things that come with being an adult. Being an adult kind of sucks sometimes. Yeah, no, so <laughs> I don't know what we were rushing to do when we were kids. <laughs> I just want to be a kid again. Yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking towards being senile at this point. <laughs> that doesn't sound too bad to forget. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. What? Where am I? <laughs> Who is this? Uh, I want to poop. <laughs> the baseline. Yeah. Pooping. Just, yeah. Showering. You know, something that happened a few years back that I always bring up when it's like applicable or relevant is I forget. I mean, you have a better memory for the specifics than I do, but um, I remember we were super tired and we were just like, we don't have any food at home. Let's go out to eat. We went to Sorrento's, an Italian restaurant here in Anchorage. And we got a seat and we didn't say anything. Like, I think for the longest time in my memory, it's like the whole dinner, we didn't say anything. And we were just completely happy with each other's company. And we were just like happy to be at a restaurant we like, eating the food we like. Which is so weird because that's so not us. Yeah, it's not. And I remember <laughs> at some point... Like maybe this is like seven years ago. We were just like, what is with those couples that just sit there and they don't say anything? Mm -hmm. Like what is wrong with it? They hate each other. <laughs> maybe they were just tired. <laughs> they yeah. just needed some food. Yeah, because they recently became adults. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they just, they got so many bills to pay. <laughs> yeah, God, I can't afford any of them. <laughs> I don't even have health insurance. <laughs> <laughs> and then we were like, all of a sudden it clicked and we we're like, we get it. Yeah. Sometimes you're just so tired and bogged down. You just have, you don't want to talk. But <laughs> that, that was like, the reason why it sticks out in your mind is because that is not us. So yeah. usually we're like talking nonstop. Yeah. That's the other thing that's kind of interesting. About what? After all these years, we still have so much stuff to talk about. Yeah, you wake me up in the middle of the night when I'm sleeping and like you're in the middle of a sentence. I'm like, hey, can I get this? <laughs> One thing about you that is absolutely, well, it's very cool, but also hilarious in some situations is how vivid and surreal your dreams are <laughs> to the point where you'll wake up laughing because they're so funny <laughs> do you want to tell the story you can tell it i can tell it okay i was having this dream <laughs> <laughs> this was probably what four years ago something years like ago? that yeah something like that <laughs> i was having this dream and i dream every night i was having this dream where 
I don't know. I was like, at this, it, as most dreams, they don't make much sense. And I was like, at this party, and I crossed this room, and I ended up in our bathroom, like mm-hmm. our bathroom in our apartment. And I open up Cody's side <laughs> of the medicine cabinet, and he's got all these, which he actually does, has all these <laughs> cologne sample bottles that i never use <laughs> he never uses but he's always got to have them <laughs> and he won't throw them away and i used to like you know prop them up so they're like standing up which they're like almost impossible to keep standing up <laughs> and i open up his side of the medicine cabinet and they're all knocked over and i <laughs> i shut the medicine cabinet and i like lean over and i look at him with just total contempt <laughs> And I say to myself, man, that guy really gets under my skin. <laughs> and it was just so venomous that it, I started laughing because it's such a petty thing to be mad about. <laughs> and I woke myself up and Cody and you. <laughs> yeah. I woke myself up laughing and <laughs> you're like, what's so funny and i was in such hysterics i like could barely get the story out. <laughs> i'm just like i was just so mad at you for something that you didn't even do but you do it in real life <laughs> and so petty you know what's funny about i still have nightmares from i have nightmares on top of nightmares yeah, you'll have a nightmare, wake up, go back to bed, have another nightmare. No, I mean, like, I have nightmares about nightmares I had before. Wait, like, Oh, explain. yeah, like, I get, like, all Inception-like. I'll have dreams about me having a dream about a nightmare I had, like, eight years ago. Oh, my gosh. I know, it's... It's really fucked up, it's, dude. It's <laughs> fucking <laughs> Looney Town in yeah. his head. <laughs> you might need to talk to somebody. <laughs> I know, I'm talking to you. <laughs> Can you help me? Yeah. What do I do? <laughs> Can you write me a script? <laughs> this is Dr. Cody Crude, right? Yeah. You know, it's funny when you when you have a funny dream uh, and kind of the trajectory of your laughing is very funny because like you'll be completely silent, but you'll start shaking and you'll shake <laughs> the whole bed and it'll be like an earthquake is happening. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> and then and then it'll eventually turn into like this audible laughter but for a second i'll think like oh she's having like you know she's twitching in her sleep or something and then eventually it just turns into this like consistent like rumbling and then i'll start shaking and then the cats on the bed will start shaking and then all of a sudden it'll be audible yeah and i'm like oh she's laughing oh she's broken lid yeah what yeah what what, what kind of dream did she have last yeah, night which, what's going on in there <laughs> i only ever have why well, I, I don't dream or i dream rarely but the times that i do they're so boring and which is <laughs> like your mom's dream when she yeah she's a furniture salesman yeah your mom had a dream about being a furniture salesman yeah and if you know Susie hombach <laughs> And you just picture her as a furniture salesman. She's the, the worst. Thing. Yeah, she's, and she sucked at you so bad in the dream of being she a furniture couldn't salesman. She could not sell a couch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's going to love all these shout outs. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Do you have any other questions for me, Carrie? Not off the top of my head. You know, something that I have written down in here on my phone 
uh, because we wanted to hurry up and get to the studio today to to do this because we were feeling the magic of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Was that, um, you know, we're in kind of the heart of February. We're getting out of the darkness here in Alaska. Mm-hmm. And I wrote this down as just kind of an aside, but I was like, oh, that seems like kind of important because it's totally true. It's one of those like statements you that turn into like an epiphany. And it is that you and this podcast have been like my salvation in these dark months. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought I'd just tell you that. <laughs> no, it wasn't even a question. No, no, I know it wasn't a question. It's just a statement. You know, it was just like when you're kind of driving around or you're kind of left your own thoughts, it was like something that popped into my head. Like, what the hell would I be doing without you, first off? And then doing this podcast to occupy my time and kind of feed my soul. And you forgot the cats. Um, no, of course the cats. <laughs> the cats are part of you. Yeah, that's right. I'm cat lady. Yeah. I'm cat bed. But yeah, I don't know if there's any response to that, but. Okay, I have a question for you. Do it. Who would be somebody would just be like the pinnacle of like the best podcast ever? Like anybody in the world. You're going to not like my answer. Okay. <laughs> because it's not. It's, I like how you're prefacing with that. Because it's not It's not specific. It's like I've interviewed people. I No, I need a name. I want a name. I can't, I can't give you a name. Like you could say like, well, I was going to say Prince, but that's not going to happen. That's definitely not going to happen. <laughs> I, hate to, I hate to burst your bubble. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's just wrong. But. Without giving a name, because I don't have a name, let me just say this, is that at first I was like, I'm going to, you know, I know enough people that are well known, whether they're snowboarders or whether they're writers or journalists, that I'm going to get this interview and this is going to be the one, you Mm -hmm. know, this is going to be super exciting and it's going to, you know, be super far reaching. And of course it was great and I had a great time doing it. But then when I do an interview with somebody like local and they have this like really inspiring courageous story and then i re-listen to that i'm like well i mean that's that's wonderful mm-hmm. that's 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 great and so i don't really have an answer really i think if i were to answer that question it would be somebody that's just like the average joe you know like the uh like the local sugar man or something like that. <laughs> we got to find that guy. Yeah. The local sugar man. <laughs> like the documentary. Yeah. Yeah. Like how he was just completely unknown for the longest time. And he finds out that he's just like huge in a different country. He's like the freaking Elvis. Um, Yeah. If I could find that person here and help them tell their story. You that, don't think you found that? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I have. I think I've helped a lot of people tell their stories and I'm super proud of that. But I mean, who am I to say? I don't I don't know. I've had people that contact me like every single week that show their appreciation for this podcast or that podcast or the most recent podcast, which is amazing. And so I just keep doing them. So what stories interest you the most? I don't know. Probably like the most human ones. I One thing that you actually said to me while listening to a podcast one that you really liked. I think it was Aaron Roberts, the police officer, the retired police officer, the episode one of Lost Anchorage. Mm-hmm. And you stood up. Uh, you did this a couple times, but one specific time you stood up and you're like, why do people talk to you? 
<laughs> why are they and it wasn't it wasn't a mean question you weren't being mean at all you were just like these people are strangers and you're another stranger yeah. and they're just like bearing their soul no it's that's a very weird thing like if somebody were just to come up to me and ask me like talk to me and bear your soul mm -hmm. and have it <laughs> online i'll be like what yeah why <laughs> what do you want from me like like my, my guard would be up <laughs> but you seem to have this disarming quality yeah i don't know i think i think i do have that quality and i see that quality in other people like my dad has that quality like he people will just talk to him yeah he does and he, you know he'll talk to them back i feel like it's like an approval thing though what do you mean like like people who are trying to seek approval from others they're just like willing to like show everything they got. Maybe. I think that there's a lot of different answers to that. And I'm not saying that's for everybody who is willing to talk to you. That's not what, that's not my point. I'm just saying like, I'm saying this as a general statement. Like, mm -hmm. you know, when you're like feeling needy, you're just like getting more. <laughs> I'm totally going off on a tangent now. So let's just stop it there. <laughs> well, I think, I think maybe how I interpret it is that you'll have somebody like say, the retired police officer that we we talked about earlier, like I reach out to him. I was uh, kind of co-signed uh, by a mutual friend of ours. And she was like, he's good. Like mm -hmm. you can talk to him. I uh, really liked his. And so he was kind of given the okay by this mutual trusted friend of ours. And so that was a different situation. So every, every situation is totally different, but I think, and I'm not speaking for him at all, but if I was in his position or if I was say however many years down the line and somebody for some reason decides like, Hey, I want to get him on a podcast or whatever the hell it looks like. Some, I don't know, some hologram, whatever, like the new media is going to be, you know, mm -hmm. like, like 20 years, 30 years. And they're like, I want to get Cody Liska on the podcast. Uh, the way that I would look at it is, you know, I've kind of ran my course in a career and now it'll be fun to talk about it. You know, so if you were a police officer and you aren't allowed to talk about a lot of things because there are so many different ongoing cases, it might be really fun to talk about all that stuff, even if it is in the abstract, like mm -hmm. after the fact, after you're done with all that stuff. You see it with like ex-mobsters and stuff like that, or even mobsters that are in the, uh, now like in the prison system. Mm -hmm. Now they're like willing to talk, right? Mm -hmm. Well, They've had time to digest it and they're kind of in the bucket mode. Yeah, exactly. I do have a, another question that I know the answer to. Okay. But maybe your listeners would like to hear is how long does it take you to edit a single podcast? Mm. We're getting a glimpse into the life of Cody. The cat life of Cody Liska. <laughs> <laughs> Cody Catman. <laughs> um, anywhere between, let's say, four to like six hours to edit them. And that's every week. Yeah, that's every single week. So you go to work, you edit before work, mm -hmm. and you edit after work. Sometimes I edit after work. Generally, I try not to edit after work. Cody. Some, well, generally, I really try not to. <laughs> but sometimes I'll, I'll do it like maybe on a Monday if I'm making a lot of progress in the morning, I'm like, oh, I should get to this point in the afternoon. And especially if you have dance, you know, 
I'll be like, oh, well, I mean, what am I going to do? Just watch a movie. And then again, there's my neuroses <laughs> kicking in. I'm, I'll be sitting there watching a movie, trying to enjoy myself, but I just can't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? like, like, I, I should be editing. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like picking at <laughs> so me. So you're, in a sense, you're kind of a workaholic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that that's, that goes for anything that I try to do. Like I just throw myself fully into it. You know, with Crude, when it was just the magazine, what I was doing, and I think the third issue, the one about like uh, that focused on like the local hip hop rap slash like urban culture, mm -hmm. that one was specifically, I think, rough because I was like, all right, I need to do immersion journalism. I need to just immerse myself in these cultures and everything. <laughs> that was a rough magazine. <laughs> yeah, that was a really that was a really tough issue. Uh, just because <laughs> For of like both of us. <laughs> just because of just the all-nighters and then some of the element that that kind of all-night atmosphere brought in. Um but then I did an article weirdly enough another article for Vice, like just the only two <laughs> that I did are being brought up, but the other article was about the hip hop scene here. And for that article, I just interviewed people. I didn't have to put myself in like harm's way. I just had to be a good interviewer. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of looked at those two pieces side by side, like the issue. And then that article, and I'm like, the article to me is, is just as good, mm -hmm. if not better than, than the issue. Because then I just focused on like the story. Rather than like my mental health with the other one, right? <laughs> yeah. And so that's something that I learned too. It's like just be a good interviewer and be able to, I don't know, ask the right questions. So if present Cody could talk to, was it 2013? 13. 13, yeah. That you started the magazine? Yeah. What would be, <laughs> what would be his advice to 2013 Cody? Just walk away. <laughs> Give up. <laughs> Give up. That's what Jerry said. Yeah. Why don't you just give up? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know if I could tell myself anything. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I think I think that I would be just too stubborn and You're still too stubborn. Yeah, but I, I think that you I'm You could more... have like sixty-eight year old Cody come from the future <laughs> and you'd just be like, fuck you, old man. I think I'm more receptive <laughs> of it now. I think the older I get, the more receptive I am to it and uh the more the more I know about myself because of like self-analysis and things like that. What would you suggest like just skip the magazine, stop trying to print, go to podcasts? You mean in the beginning? Yeah. Oh, no. No, I couldn't have done that. You couldn't do podcasts? No, no, because I think that, you know, a lot of times before I did an interview, because probably like imposter syndrome or my own like perceived inadequacies, I'd be like, I'm talking to this person and I'd kind of get spun out. And so I'd have a few beers, you know, and I'd, and I'd drink before I would do work. And then the longer you do that, the more that those things become intertwined and you can't do the thing without, you know, having a drink or something like that. And so I had to like, even like the first podcast, you know, uh, like a first crude conversations, first couple episodes, I would like have a few beers, you know, during or whatever. And I think that the podcast definitely suffered because of it. And then since then, well, I've just, you're like, also 
brand new. Yeah, and brand new. And I was trying to figure Didn't everything out. Didn't know what out. you were doing. Yeah, it was, it was an uphill battle. Yeah. And so... <laughs> so let's just throw some beer in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this will <laughs> fix it. Yeah, this will help. <laughs> and so... uh all the senses. <laughs> I don't do that anymore. I don't have anything to drink in the podcast at all. Coffee. Well, yeah, coffee and water. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at coffee, Cody. I'm looking at it right now. So yeah, that's that's something that... I think would be a big mark against me if I just jumped right into podcasting. I would have just been like this drunken mess in 2013. <laughs> it's all recorded. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's out there for your listening delight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I don't think I could have done that. I don't know. Maybe you would have gotten like wise to it sooner. Maybe. I mean, it's, everything's a learning process, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. you didn't know how to put a magazine together. And you something. <laughs> Well, that was thanks to Sebastian Garber. Yeah. You know, Sebastian yeah. helped out with, with the magazine and the layout and everything. And he... You Had know, he, he worked on magazines before? He worked in graphic design. I'm sure, you know, he had some knowledge. Yeah, he, he he helps with graphic for. designs. But I mean, I'm talking about like the binding and the size and cost and distribution and I'm all sure, that. I mean, there's... I'm sure there he knew some so stuff. so much behind it that is... Like, oh, yeah, I want to put a magazine out there, but yeah. you don't know all these pitfalls that are <laughs> associated with it until you do it. You remember how much time I spent finding paper, the yes. type of paper that I liked? Yeah, I remember you giving me paper and you're like, what do you think feels better? Yeah. No, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. It's paper. Yeah. I'm like, oh, well, this is Matt White, you know? <laughs> you're like, oh, what the hell are you talking about? Yeah, you had like a whole book on paper. Yeah. Can I throw this piece of paper away? Don't touch it. Yeah, don't touch that piece of paper. I'm still feeling it. Yeah. <laughs> well, the cat's pissed on it. What do you want? It's okay. I can still feel it. <laughs> oh, and you had me looking at fonts and spacing. Oh. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's a ton. There's a ton of things that go behind anything creative. Mm -hmm. But putting a magazine together. It's a whole new experience for it's both insane. of us. <laughs> I feel like that magazine's also like, there's a bit of me in there because I had to listen to all of your neuroses going on in your head. Well, that's why you've always been in the masthead as the managing editor. <laughs> yeah. Because you're managing the editor. <laughs> yes, I am managing the editor. And, and honestly, I mean, it, that's a joke, you know, that you're managing the editor because... I mean, I run everything by you. You've read every single one of my drafts of every single one of my articles before they come out. Um, you have less of a hand in the podcast, like editing process, just because it's like such a personal thing sitting there in front of a computer on audition, <clears throat> on audition. But like if I have, if I'm interviewing somebody, you'll definitely suggest questions. Oh yeah. I suggest questions and I tell you what I like and don't like about certain podcasts that you do. Yeah. Yeah. When I think that that's, it's always a, um, it's a work in progress. So like what I was kind of mentioning earlier is re-listening to podcasts, which is, I do that all the time. I'm constantly re-listening to certain podcasts and- Your own. Yeah, my own podcast, just to be like, all right, I could have shut up there quicker. I could have gotten that that question out quicker. I could, you know, kind of this constant improvement or on a positive note, like, oh, I really like what I did there. Mm -hmm. You know, I liked how- uh, I ask that question in a different way because one thing that I'm like super hyper conscious of, or one thing that I'm hyper conscious of is how I ask the question. 
And one thing that I notice I say a lot is, so. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you do. Yeah. And it's, I don't, it's because I hear it in other podcasters now that like I'm hyper conscious of it and it doesn't bug me when they do it. But obviously I'm going to be hypercritical of myself. Yeah. That's natural. Yeah. (laughs) You know, one thing that I have a star next to here on my phone in my notes Uh is when we were kids, your confidence was always so intimidating to me. My confidence. Yeah. Yes, I've actually heard this from several people. When I was younger, I wrote down that you had this comfort incertitude. And for some reason, it's always it's always stuck with me. Like when you think of, say, your stance on something or your opinion on something, you you didn't just blurt it out. There has been like this methodical you know, pros and cons list that comes along with that perspective Mm -hmm. that I've always appreciated. Are you just saying that or are you wanting me to like expand on it? I'm just trying to give you compliments, Dave. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. I don't know. I guess uh, maybe it goes to all those hours I spent in solitude. I put a lot of thought into things. So I already have a answer in the shotgun. (laughs) So when it shoots up my mouth, (laughs) I put some thought into it. (laughs) let's see do you have any other questions for me off the top of my head i mean do you want to talk more about the podcast what do you want to talk about it's up to you i mean you're the one who you're the one who brought it to my attention that i don't divulge a lot of like personal stuff in the podcast which was kind of like the inception of this podcast Mm -hmm. so if you were a listener what else would you want to know about me? Hmm. What's your coffee? My coffee? Mm-hmm. Oh, I just Oh, right now it's a it's a latte that we got. We got lattes from <laughs> Kaladi's. But usually it's just uh just black coffee with like cream in it. Mhm. It's fascinating. Yeah, no, it's it's mind-blowing. <laughs> <laughs> it's mind-blowing. Um Let's see. I have a question. Okay, go ahead. Why do you like mowing the lawn so much? You know what's funny is me and Mike Dempsey have talked about this before. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, because he had a landscaping. This just got better than I. <laughs> I thought it was such a dumb question. Because he had a landscaping job years ago, like during the summertime yeah, here I in Anchorage, and we just geeked out about how much we liked mowing the lawn, and just like <laughs> because it's. What's a good way to put this? It's uh, you can turn your brain off. You know, you're just doing straight lines and you're just listening to music. So and why don't you like to vacuum? Because um, it scares the cats. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I, I, there, there, I actually don't have anything wrong with vacuuming. I just, when I tell you that I don't think of certain things, they just don't enter my mind. That's one of them. Vacuuming. Yeah. But... When you look out the kitchen window and you see that lawn and grass is just a little too long. Yeah, it's just purring for me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you like mowing the lawn because you can turn your brain off and you make straight lines. (laughs) This is what you're telling me. Yeah. Okay. I guess I can deal with that. I think that's I think that's pretty much it, Carrie, unless you had any other questions. What's your favorite thing about me? My favorite thing about you? Mm -hmm. Other than the fact that I wake myself up laughing. 
well, do you want it to be something kind of goofy and frivolous or do you want it to be like something like super like a characteristic that I really admire about you? Ugh, I don't want admiration. Let's go goofy and frivolous. Goofy and frivolous. Yes. See, um, I need my own book. Like reasons why you love your wife. Okay. I've started my book on you. I've I've got you beat. Are you shaming me right now? I am. Okay, so maybe that's why I need to I need to do. Yeah. Start a book. You need to go to Barnes and Noble, go pick up a notebook, and start re writing down the reasons why you love me. So let's see. You know what I really love is traveling with you. Oh yeah, we're good at that. We're really good at traveling together. <laughs> and I think that I think we've always been good about it, but it it became really obvious when we went to Europe the first time. <laughs> and we were just like really we're on the same exact page. Oh yeah. <laughs> we're good travelers. Yeah. Was we, it was it in France or was it when we were the first time we went to Europe? Where we were like <laughs> this is what all couples should do. It's like, can you get from point A to point B and cross the country in which you don't speak the same language and see if you get in a fight? With half a bottle of water. Yeah, half a bottle of water. <laughs> yeah, no, that was in France. That was back in April. Okay. <laughs> when we were traveling together and it was like this, it, it required teamwork. Yeah. Because we didn't speak the language and we were trying to travel all over the country. Yeah. Yeah, that is that's another piece of advice for couples if you're listening is <laughs> see if you travel well. See if you travel well. And yeah. all you have is the person that you're with to talk to because <laughs> you don't speak the language. <laughs> you didn't bother to learn it. Well, we tried to. Oh, I know. I had yeah. I tried to learn French. With your CD in your car. Yeah, I was like speaking French in my car for like Three months and I didn't use a single word of it. Yeah, it's except tough. for parlez-vous anglais. Yeah. Are you hungry? No. I'm kind of hungry. Maybe we should go get something to eat. Where do you want to go? I don't know, but I think this is good. We're good. <laughs> okay. okay, I love you, Carrie. I love you too. For more information about how you can support local grassroots journalism go to www.patreon.com slash crude magazine. Crude Conversations is written, hosted, and produced by me, Cody Liska, for Crude Magazine. Music was produced by Alcoda Beats.